Welcome to the Dividend Cafe, financial food for thought. Hello, this is David Bonson, Chief Investment Officer and Managing Partner at the Bonson Group of Hightower Advisors. Welcome to the Dividend Cafe podcast. It has been an incredible week in the markets. Uh, not necessarily a whole lot of up and down market volatility, but a lot of activity in terms of those things that drive markets, primarily company earnings, operating results, uh, announcements about companies' own expectations going forward, how, how things are going out in the real-life marketplace. And so when you get into the belly of earnings season like this, you, you really get to kind of see what the primary drivers of markets are. And, and uh, certainly a lot of companies doing some incredible things right now. It, it's been an amazing period of time to uh, serve as a testimony to American corporate ingenuity, ability to continue driving profit margins higher, to growing top line revenues, and and to do this in the backdrop of really very uh, unimpressive um, GDP growth. So it, it, until the overall economy itself gets more of a of a push, you would think that companies have a harder time growing top line revenues, and yet uh, we continue to to see new innovations, new opportunities, and just greater allocations of capital, re- re- creating better results for, for shareholders. Um, the, the big theme that we're holding on to right now has to do with the earnings trumping the, the Washington, D.C. activity. And I will tell you, I do think it is the highest decorrelation I have ever seen between the the headline events of Washington D.C., the political cycle, policy um, movements or non-movements, and then what the markets themselves are actually doing, there there seems to have been now several months, if not longer, of a total disconnect. One of the things that we really hit home at our dividendcafe.com, our written commentary this week, is um, the the kind of contrarian reality surrounding currency. And of course, we're contrarian investors. We happen to believe that whether you're talking about currencies or stocks or most anything, um, that in reality, uh, when the whole crowd jumps on one side of a particular expectation, usually things go the other way. And that crowds are a, a very good indicator inversely um, as to where one may want to line up their capital. And sometimes it takes longer than others for that to, to come through. But that's generally what we've observed. And, and I think that it, it is fascinating to look at how heavy the position was sometime back here after the election that the dollar stood to strengthen, that the U.S. Fed was the hawkish, tightest uh, uh, most tightening central bank in town, and that the dollar continue rallying. And at, at uh, the website, we put up a cover of the Economist magazine just from December of of last year, talking about the almighty dollar and how the strengthening dollar is the big challenge in the global economy. And now you've had the U.S. dollar essentially do nothing but go down in the last six months. The euro is rallied rather dramatically against the dollar. And, and you have a lot of people uh, not really able to figure out why. And we propose a few different reasons. I think primarily, by the way, it's because currencies have never operated solely off of interest rates. 
there's always, uh, outside of monetary policy and rate policy, other metrics that, that feed into it. Trade activity, um, the, the inflation expectations, inflation realities, uh, economic growth. Um, perceived safety and, and and any number of things that all work together in a dynamic fashion that can move uh, exchange rates when it comes to currency. But what has happened is a lot of people based profit expectations on a strengthening dollar and you've gone the other way and because of that 42, 44, 46% level of S&P sales that come uh, multinationally it's resulted in greater profit margins here in the short term. And then organically, there's an awful lot of things pushing uh, profits higher as well. So uh, interesting times in the, in the corporate side of the, of the market, and that is the side versus po- politics and things of that nature that we want to be much more focused on. Um, a few other things I guess I'll kind of highlight here. The... Um, you know, it's funny, this whole idea about globalization is dead, and and, uh, and then you look at U.S. real estate, and, and some interesting data I digested this week, uh, over 300,000 homes um, in the last 12 months, exceeding $150 billion of value, have been bought by foreign owners in the United States. It's the highest uh, quantity of homes and the highest dollar value in history and um, it has been a 50% increase over the year prior and it has also represented 10% of the total dollar volume of the market um, because there's a heavy concentration of foreign purchases in the higher end of the market more expensive product so, you know, a lot of people ask me how sustainable this is, and, and I think when they ask, they know that I don't believe it is, but I, I don't have a lot to say about it because I couldn't dare time it. I have no idea what the policy catalyst will, will be. Will it be on the United States end? Will it be on the other country end, such as China or, or another country, making it more difficult for these things to happen? There's any number of policy things, not, let alone economic things, let alone cultural barriers, let alone, na- I mean, all kinds of things that could could change that trajectory. But I think the big question is how much of the market in particular areas has become much more dependent on it. And and uh, that's for, for people to debate and consider, but I would not recommend ignoring the reality. Um, big balances, uh, big central bank balance sheets right now, obviously after eight years post-financial crisis, Heavy amounts of bonds being bought in Japan and Europe and the United States by our central banks with money that didn't exist, essentially growing the balance sheet of a central bank. And and I think that um, this concept of normalization uh, is going to go very, very slowly because it would be highly disruptive to markets to unwind those balance sheets quickly. And of course, in Japan and Europe, they're not even unwinding. They're still continuing to add to it. So there isn't uh, even the beginning of normalization in many global pockets. At least here in the U.S., they've begun to discuss what they will do, although their discussion reflects an incredibly slow-paced plan. But um, that is a big area of conversation. What will central banks do? What is the plans in terms of monetary policy 
um, to to bring us normalization and how disruptive could it end up being to growth or to to market valuations and my my response is that I don't think we have any way to know um, because we're not even really close to that process actually happening in a meaningful way I think it will happen but um, certainly the the central bank watch has got to involve more than just the short-term interest rate it uh, the, these ballooned balance sheets are a big deal in terms of uh, where capital markets go next. So yes, do go to uh, dividendcafe.com and and we also have our video channel at YouTube and there's some other commentary there you might be interested in. Reach out to us if you want to talk about any individual holdings, even if you're not a client of Bonson Group, you'd like someone to kind of review your own portfolio. We, we do that frequently. We never expect anything from it. We're not interested in soliciting for new business, nothing like that. But um, frankly, a lot of people have stuff in their portfolio that they don't know what it is and they don't know why they own it. And and we believe very strongly in our client our clients. Uh, there is a very intentional strategy behind the way we allocate capital, and and we want every investor to have the same. So. I'll close you with that thought this week at Dividend Cafe Podcast. Look forward to coming back next week. Talk more of the same. Thank you for listening to the Dividend Cafe, financial food for thought. Bonson Group is registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA, MSRB, and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data, but all data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. The team in Hightower shall, shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no express or implied representation or warranties as the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date reference. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the team and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates.